that doesn't that's what doesn't make sense to me you're gonna make up your mind now i just i just think it's a little dumb it pisses me off that he does no 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 this is different it's definitely different really on my nerves right now you're listening to the loose change podcast with your hosts nick waglia and jaris galley Cows you guys for it's Loose Change Podcast, episode number 74. We got a packed show for you guys tonight. A packed show. And like, and I'm not just saying that because usually I'll say that. I'm like, oh no, we have we have a we have a show. We have a busy show. We have a lot to talk about. There is so much that happened this week. And we finally made it. Yeah, first of all, I want to say that we fucking made it through the most. And everybody knows I'm I'm one of the biggest baseball guys you'll ever meet. We made it through the slowest fucking time in sports. These past three months. Yeah, it's awful. Only baseball. You know, Red Sox, plenty to talk about. It doesn't really move the needle too much because it's baseball. Uh, but we made it. Football is back this week. And uh, hopefully we'll get somebody on next week to talk more Patriots because we're not going to do too much previewing tonight. We're going to do a little tidbit. We'll give some predictions. But we're, we've made it. Football starts. By the time this comes out, football starts Thursday night. So, I mean, tonight. When this show comes out, it's it's going to be a hell of a ride this year. Going to be a hell of a ride. Did I tell you what I'm doing on Sunday? Going to the game. I know. We get it. You're going, going to the game. Going to both games. Oh, that I knew you were doing. Yeah. I'm going to the Red Sox, too. Let's go! Both Houston <laughs> teams, man, playing the uh, Texans and the Astros. I didn't, dude, I didn't even realize that's like two nights ago. Yep. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, both Houston teams. I was like, oh, all right. Makes sense. We'll get All right, let's, let's roll into the weekly dump, baby. Uh, big news that broke tonight, Wednesday, time of recording, uh, 8.43 p.m. I wish I knew what p.m. stood for. Shohai Otani needs Tommy John surgery. He's done more damage to his UCL. Uh, that just means, though, he's not going to be pitching, but he's still – he's. I guess he's been cleared to hit, so he's still going to hit. He just won't be pitching. Uh, I don't know if that means he's just going to be DHing if he can't throw. Probably because they don't want to throw. Probably. He's only ever DH really anyway. Yeah, no, that's true. But Shohei Otani, I uh, dumped throwing for the year at least. Earl Thomas back with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Cowboys upped their trade offer today to the Seahawks, and Seahawks just said go screw, and uh, Earl Thomas is back, baby. Khalil Mack, biggest news probably of the week in NFL. Khalil Mack traded because John Gruden's a moron. Uh, traded one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Uh, Raiders to the Bears. I wrote beats, beats, Bears. Battlestar Galactica in my weekly dump uh, script here. Raiders get, please tell me you got that. (laughs) Raiders get a 2019 first round pick, a 2020 first rounder. And uh, I wrote 202 third rounder. I guess that's 20. That must be 2022. I didn't proofread this. And to the 2019 six rounder. So John Gruden this week also was talking about, you know, getting back into coaching and everything. And then he brings up Tom Brady. Uh, he's still thinking about Tom Brady and the tuck rule game, the Snow Bowl 2001 AFC Championship. He goes, he can't run, can't jump, he's too old, he gets his ass knocked off, but he's a Terminator. He ran me out of Oakland in the tuck game, damn. He brought those bastards back in a two-minute drill to beat us in a driving snow. They didn't do anything the whole night until the game was on the line, and here I am 20 years later, and guess who's still here? That's why I'm back, talking about Tom Brady. 
Buddy, you don't stand a chance against Tom Brady this year. Like, no, like, they're fucked. Like, I'm he's sorry, tra- you, don't, like, you don't stand a shot. He's trading everybody. He's like dismantling this team. It's like, like, you have a good team. You had a team that was really good like two years ago. And then Derek Carga hurts, and, and that, that was it. That was the reason why we all like kind of dismantled it and thought, okay, well, you know what? Give him a year. He's going to come back healthy. You just got rid of one of the best defensive players ever. And because you were too cheap to pay the guy? Come on. You, the Bears just paid him, and the Bears suck. That's the thing. Like, there's some players that are just so worth paying. You got to pay Khalil Mack. You pay Khalil Mack. You just have to. Like, like the Steelers need to pay Le'Veon Bell. Same difference. They do. We'll talk about that. That's one of our main topics. Uh, speaking of which, Le'Veon Bell most likely out this week to protect his quote unquote long term value. I think that came from his agent. Uh, so obviously, we're going to talk about that more. Le'Veon Bell holding out. He doesn't want to sign another franchise tag, which, you know, I don't really blame him. Damian Lillard, this is hilarious news from the week. Damian Lillard broke the news that reporter Chris Haynes is leaving ESPN for Yahoo. Damian Lillard, NBA superstar, also reporter. I love it. Also it's sport. so it's it's so good. Like I, I and he responded to some people responding back to him. You got to think that he was fed this from him, like from the reporter, to say, "Hey, let's have some fun with this." Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Chris because like, must have been like, hey, you break this news. Like, Haynes, bravo. Like, better than Woj, better than Shams. Way to have a player break your next career move. I love it. It's brilliant. Oh, it's 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 absolutely brilliant because there's – you don't want to – you don't want – Chris Haynes is going to break enough stories. He doesn't need to break his own story. Uh, did you see the Todd Frazier video from yesterday? I did see the Todd Frazier video from yesterday. So Todd Frazier duped legitimately everybody. So uh, Pat, producer Patty P, I don't know. I can see you right now. I don't know if, and I usually can't see you during the show. I don't know if you saw this video, but Todd Frazier dove into the stands, and Todd Frazier, Todd Frazier, third baseman for the Mets, dives into the stands, stands up and shows a ball. Umpires call him out, and then he flips it into the stands. The next day, I think it was the next day. Somebody uncovered that video and was like, yo, Tom Fra- Todd Frazier didn't catch this ball. Todd Frazier caught the ball in his glove, fell into the stands, dropped the ball, picked up, picked up like one of those rubber kid baseballs that was on the ground next to him, held it up. The umpires called him out. And then so he didn't get caught. He threw it into the stands. <laughs> and <laughs> the fan next to him picked up the baseball and was like, basically like, uh, hello. This this is the fucking ball. What are what are we doing here? <laughs> laugh out loud, funny man. Todd Frazier, that was awesome. Uh, and then big, you know, I guess media news this week. Pat McAfee quit Barcel Sports. Uh, also, somebody I want to get on the show really bad is Pat McAfee. But Pat McAfee quit Barcel Sports. And uh, and if you listen to his podcast, Pat McAfee podcast, Pat McAfee Show 2.0, I guess it's called now. He goes into why he quit. Um, you guys can listen to that there. I'm not going to go too much into the barstool aspect of it, but he also, what I found interesting is he goes into the, uh, reason why he left the Colts and he was just tired of making money for them. He goes into it. I, one day Ryan Grigson brings him into his office, scolds him for an Instagram picture. And Pat McAfee was just basically like, fuck this, like this fucking sucks. And I, he basically told Grigson in his office to go fuck himself. And then he walked out of. He's off for Chuck Pagano, who just seems like the nicest guy. And he didn't say this exactly, but he basically also looked at Chuck Pagano and was like, go fuck yourself, buddy. He was just on a rampage that day. 
<laughs> oh um, man. But yeah, that's it for the weekly dump. So, so now before we go on with the show, the show's going to go a little longer today. Uh, as a lot of you guys know, we've partnered up with Thrive Fantasy. Love them. Great app. Great app. If you guys haven't tried it yet, go try it. But to talk more about it, we brought on Adam Weinstein, CEO of Thrive Fantasy. Started the company. It's a great company. So you guys got to check it out. And, uh, you know, without further ado, here's that quick interview with Adam Weinstein, kind of going into Thrive Fantasy, what they are and who they are, and why you have to download and use the app. So here we go. Here's the interview with Adam Weinstein. All right, so as most of our listeners and our readers know, we have partnered up with a great new fantasy sports app who does things, you know, a little differently, but it's in a great way. It's so much better. And tonight we are joined by Adam Weinstein. Adam, can you give me, you know, your official title over at Thrive Fantasy? Because I don't want to botch anything. I don't want to give you a fake title. Yeah, no, I founded the company and I'm the CEO, so. Okay. All right. Perfect. You can't you know mess that up, Nick. Come on. Dude, no, you know what? That's what I had written down, but I was like, I was like, damn, I don't know. <laughs> what, what Holy if I... shoot. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to shoot. I mean, it wouldn't really be an insult if I called you the CEO. It'd be like, no, man, you idiot. I'm not the CEO. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so Thrive Fantasy, we've talked about it now in the past. I think since we've made the partnership, maybe three or four podcasts, maybe, maybe two or three. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's all of our readers know it's at the bottom of every single blog that we have now. It's all over our, our home screen at couchguysports.com. So, uh, you know, first I just want to kind of get your general rundown, Adam, of what, or your description of what Thrive Fantasy is, because I describe it, I'm probably not doing it justice. I've used it a few times out and I love it. I think it's great. Just the, I'm, and I, I say this every time I do the promo for it in the podcast, I, and the listeners know. I'm a degenerate gambler. I love it. I love gambling. I, th- I love throwing my money on things. And this just this just gives such a good twist on on just fantasy j- daily fantasy sports. Because nothing's better than daily fantasy sports. But this just gives it such a cool little twist to it that I just I love doing it every day. Well, yeah, much appreciated. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, so my my really one or two sentences, I, I like to say it's daily fantasy sports and prop that's had a baby. Um, we really <laughs> wanted to create something <laughs> A, a new concept where obviously everybody knows about the two major players, the FanDuel and the DraftKings that they came out four or five years ago. I like to consider that more fantasy fatigue. I was actually one of the early adopters. And again, in 2013, I was like, this is so cool. This is really innovative. Uh, but now I, I, I deposited a couple thousand dollars on those sites and I, I was getting crushed. So I was like, there's got to be a new way. And Again, if you're on FanDuel DraftKings, you're doing the same type of contest every day. It's pick in baseball, pick one pitcher, one catcher, one first baseman. It's like all this research, who is this guy batting against, who is he facing, what temperature. It's like it gets pretty boring. So we wanted to completely change the concept. So for anyone out there who doesn't know what a prop that is, it's essentially Tom Brady, uh, will he throw for over or under 300 passing yards, or uh, Antonio Brown over or under 90 receiving yards, or Zeke over or under two and a half reception. So whatever the prop is, whatever the stat is, that's essentially what a prop that is. And we give the listeners or the users uh, 20 props in which you pick 10 out of the 20. Uh, the less probable a prop is to occur, the more points you get. So there is game theory that is involved and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we released it uh, about five months ago now. 
Um, and obviously, uh, NFL is around the corner, so we're really ramping up for that. And uh, we got some pretty big contests uh, in, in the lobby now, so definitely go check us out. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, there's there's a four major sports in America, and I'm not sure if you guys plan on, or if you already have maybe branched out to, you know, outside of the United States, but out of the four major sports, NHL, MLB, uh, NBA, and NFL, what do you think, well, like, what's your favorite one to, to gamble with and to, to, to use Thrive Fantasy on? Sure, so props for, by far and away, the, the best sport is uh, NFL, it's just because for MLB, it's like over under half a hit or half an RBI, and then you'll watch that guy get three or four at-bats, and then the sweat is over, the experience is over. So props for baseball aren't great. Basketball, it is a lot of fun because it is the most highly scoring. Um, but I, I love NFL because it's the whole game. You, you get to sweat it out. You get to experience something really different. Um, NHL, unfortunately, doesn't have enough really different types of stats. No one really cares about over-under passes or assists like that. That's not very intriguing but yeah we're we're doing uh the, the big three uh mlb nba nfl we are looking to uh integrate more sports we're going to be doing pga mma and then really down the road probably esports uh in the next year or two so uh the opportunities are endless in terms of props you can pretty much make props for any type of situation so uh we're, we're really excited to see what uh, the future holds you know can i ask you something 100%. who like who's where is where is thrive fantasy based out of like what i guess i guess i mean the same question is what i really want to ask who are your favorite sports teams <laughs> where am i fa- say that, um, who, who, who are your teams? favorite yeah. sports teams yeah there you go yeah so we're headquartered in midtown manhattan uh i'm originally from new york as well so uh, i'm yankees giants uh knicks and then really at the bottom is, is the new york rangers i don't care too wow. much about hockey but <laughs> This is, I mean, I don't know if you know, we're, we're from Boston. This, this whole, this whole website is from Boston. So we, we could trouble. be more polar opposite. <laughs> I, I went to UMass Amherst, so I'm very, very knowledgeable of how it is to be uh, okay. entrenched uh, and enthralled in, in the Boston sport and getting hated on uh, for four years of my life. So I, I can roll with the punches. You know, what, you know what I keep saying about Yankee fans this year? I would be so pissed if I was in the AL East behind this Red Sox team right now, because it, like, it's not like the Yankees are a good baseball team, but it's just <laughs> the Red Sox. I mean, not trying to toot our horns up here, but uh, the Red Sox, man, they're just, they're just stupid good right now. Yeah. Call it, call it spade a spade. They're arguably one of the, the best teams uh, in history, even though the comeback win today was pretty ridiculous. You that was their your, beat your, team. That was their backup your squad. That was your C, that was your C squad. Um, <laughs> You got. It looked like you guys were just like, here, take this game. We want to get on the road, uh, have at it. But they, they still didn't want to take it from you guys. It's your the heart and and the grit on that team is is uh, something. Even again, I, I can't stand the Red Sox, and no one's probably going to download our app now because I'm saying this. But um, I even from afar, I can respect uh, the hustle and the heart. Oh, even even Alex Cora last night in his in his press conference was like, "Fantasy owner is going to be probably pissing me tomorrow because this lineup is going to be absurd." Exactly, <laughs> and it, and it just sure. was. And then we got and then we got old ass Brandon Phillips hitting home runs in the in the in the ninth inning with two outs. It's just it's just bananas. I, I you can't even explain it. Yeah, so we we can go on a whole pod of, of ridiculous thoughts, but my literally, and I talked to my buddy about this. So prior to founding uh, Thrive in 2016, I actually worked at the Yankees for three years. 
okay. uh, in sales. So I've been around the industry or, or just sports in general for quite some time. Um, but my biggest pet peeve in all of sports is when a pitcher gives up a hit on an O2 pitch and it happened so often, at least three, four times per game. And I'm just like, this, it's arguably like the most advantageous spot you can be in any sport on O2 pitch, like throw the ball in the dirt, throw the ball 10 feet over his head, literally just, like throw meatballs just th- and they just throw like meatballs. Cause like, if you miss by three to four inches, like that's the difference between a strikeout and like a, just a, a bomb. So I'm like, it, it just, I, now my, my blood is even boiling right now thinking about it. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny that people don't understand how ridiculous it is to even come close to to throwing a good pitch on O2, but it seems to be happening way too often. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, kind of diving back more into Thrive because that's because honestly, it's just it's. I got on that, a tangent and then uh, I, I had to I had to release it. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's no, it's fine. We could go. We could dive into it as as long as we need to. But um, but no, I just I just want to try to get the word out about Thrive because it's. It's just so different from everything else, but it's such a good concept that I just don't, I don't see how it won't be successful. So I, I just kind of want to, you kind of touched on it before, but like what really motivated you to create this? What gave you this idea to say, Hey, let's go, let's go against the curve. Let's go against the current of, of everything else that these other big guys do. And let's do it this way because we think this way could be more if couldn't, could be successful, if not more successful. Sure. So really the short story is that there's two things that really made me want to do this. A, about one and a half percent of users on those sites account for winning over 90 percent of the prize pool money. So that's just absolutely insane. In any other industry, that would be considered a scam. So I don't know how it's not in this industry, but uh, it is what it is. I'm still I'm in this industry now, so I don't want to give any bad blood. But B, I've always loved profits. I think that's just really coming to the forefront now. And I thought it would be um, even on SportsCenter ESPN right now. You're ta- they're talking about over unders five, six, seven times a show. So people are really going to be interested and more knowledgeable of prop bets um, in the next two, three, four years when obviously sports betting is now legal. So I really was like, hey, I, I love fantasy sports. I love DFS. I love competing. Um, I don't like really just giving my money away to these sharks. So. I wanted to make something that I would play as a user and make it uh, a much easier and more level playing field. Because again, if we're only asking uh, the user about 20, 30, 40 athletes in one contest, yes, sharks will have an edge on you if they do more research, but it's not going to be such an outlandish uh, edge or advantageous spot for them that they're going to win 95% of the time. So that that I know I, it was a little long-winded, but pretty much I, I thought that props for DFS could be uh, really intriguing. All right, and uh, one one final question, just to, just to let like the listeners know, because this is this is an important question for the people who are who are about to jump into this after this interview. What's the best way for new users and I guess just users in general to maximize their experience uh, with Thrive Fantasy? Yeah, great question. So right now, obviously, we're, we're partnered with you guys. I know there are a couple of uh, other um, just not whether they're affiliates or not, but just uh, more content creation articles. So they're going to be coming out. Obviously, people are looking on DraftKings analytics and seeing like how to optimize their lineup. There will be more content coming out. So definitely check out those articles. But um, 
Yeah, it's just really something that's new. And in, in terms of creating the best value for you, right now we have over $12,000 um, guaranteed in our lobby for NFL Week 1. And there's a ton of overlay. And by overlay, I mean there's money that's not accounted for right now. So get in, deposit, and you have a fantastic shot at winning really good money. It's actually $2,000 uh, to first place in our 10K guarantee, and it's only $20 to enter. So uh, definitely check it out. And it's going to be – so when I – we were in beta uh, last NFL season for like four or five months, and then we we launched at the end of March. And I was really hoping I'd get a lot of users saying, hey, we really don't like this, or I think you should change this. And that wasn't the case. Almost everybody was like, holy holy shit, this is this is pretty awesome. Uh, we can't wait to be playing, playing this uh, coming uh, next NFL season. So – uh, we're we're excited, man. We we definitely want to hear from everybody. We're at Thrive Fantasy on all social platforms. Hit us up, DM us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and we're we're here to listen and we're here to change it to to make the best platform out there. Yeah, and everybody who's listening, like you, you have to just give it a shot. Even there's so many people who just who, especially that I know, that love to play daily fantasy sports DFS, and it's just so different. And let's, I mean, let's be honest. The other ways they're getting boring. They're just the same thing, just the same monotonous thing over and over and over and over. This completely changes the game. It's all about prop bets. It's it's a thrill because you're you're not just waiting to see like what these guys finish off with. It's can these guys hit this benchmark? It's it's just it's so much more fun than any other DFS app that we've used before. So I would you have to give it a shot. And uh, Adam, you got anything else to say? Yeah, no, we appreciate it. We're, we're happy to, to be partnered with you guys. Definitely use their link. Uh, I know they've been pushing for us for a while, and uh, it's all love out there. So, yeah, uh, use the link, and uh, anytime if you make your first deposit using that link, we'll actually match it uh, up to $10 instantly. So, uh, finally, we do have a $50,000 free roll challenge uh, where we give you 25 props. You do have to get all 25 right, but it's free to enter, and you can win 50K. So, uh, if you want to get your feet wet without spending any money, we're, we're definitely happy to have you. And it's it's not even too expensive. Like, even if you don't, I don't want to hear an excuse about, oh no, I don't have any money. Every everybody's got the money to play daily fantasy sports. I just realized tonight that I'm spending two hundred and twenty, two hundred and seventy five dollars on fantasy football this year, and I'm still going to be playing with Ryan Fantasy. So you better believe, my it. man. All yeah, right, put it on the credit card and and, and pay for it later. Oh, credit credit cards free money. I don't know what you're talking about paying for it later. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Hey, Adam. Uh, Adam Weinstein, CEO of Thrive Fantasy. You guys, you got to make sure that you sign up. Click on the image that we have on our homepage and the link at the bottom of every single article. And you know, we'll we'll give you the rundown at the end of the show. But Adam, thank you for coming on tonight, man. We appreciate it. And uh, hope we can talk to you soon. Yeah, let's do it. Hopefully, uh, in the next couple months, uh, I'll hop in week five or six, and, and we'll uh, talk again. Yeah, for sure. All right, Adam Weinstein, Thrive Fantasy. Adam, thank you, man. We'll talk to you. Have have a good one, fellas. You too. All right, thank you, Adam Weinstein, for coming on the show. Uh, you guys, if you listen to that and you still don't know if you should download Thrive Fantasy, I don't, you weren't know. Listen- I don't think they were listening at that point. Yeah, you you either skipped the interview and now you're here, or Which you just... Stop doing that and go yeah, back to the interview back. and listen to it. Hit hit that hit that hit. back fifteen spot a couple times, or just drag the drag the little button that's sometimes hard to grab back, because you got Thrive Fantasy. It's a phenomenal thing if you love gambling and if you just love daily. I'm, I maybe I should stop calling it gambling. I don't know if they like that in that world. They know it's their prop bets. Of course, it's gambling. 
Well, daily fantasy sports, as the cool kids call it, DFS, you gotta you gotta try it out, man. Thrive Fantasy, it's great. So let's let's dive into the and once again, Adam Weissing, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Cool dude, too. Really cool guy. Uh Le'Veon Bell. We'll talk about him first. Then we'll talk about a little bit TB12 epilogue that dropped today. He dropped some hints in there. And then we'll talk about the big news of the week. Colin Kaepernick. So all he's right. back, bitches. So oh, he's back. Oh, he's back, baby. So this one, Le'Veon Bell talked about this briefly in the weekly dump. Le'Veon Bell, he's sitting out and he doesn't want to sign the franchise tag. Franchise tag is $14.5 million. And just to give you guys specifics, if you don't really know how franchise tags work, if he, if he signs this franchise tag by week 11, he can become a free agent next year in 2019. And he'll get paid big time. He yep. doesn't want that. He wants to get paid right now. He's, he's openly said before he likes the Steelers. He wants to play with the Steelers. But they're not paying him the money that he deserves. and it, Or he thinks he deserves. And... And truthfully, honestly, like what he deserves. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now, whether no, that he is actually the best running back in the NFL, quite possibly. And whether that's because of his past injury history, I don't know. But first of all, this is my first message I want to lay out. Pittsburgh, what the fuck are you doing? You have the greatest running back in the NFL, future Hall of Fame running back. He did. This is one of those players that is so good that he straight up does not even have to, does not even have to win a Super Bowl. He just doesn't. He's that good. How in the world have you not given this guy a long deal yet? Here's the thing. This is this is like this is like the same to me as a douchey boyfriend dating a really attractive woman, a really attractive girl. You know those you know those girls who are hot. Yeah, Jared, you know those girls who are hot? Yes. Those ones. But with the boyfriends who are douchebags. They know what they oh, have. Oh, we, we all know those. Oh, dude, I'm thinking about one from high school right now. I'm thinking about one from high school right now. He's a total douchebag. And you this girl, douchebag. Stop being that way. I don't even know if they're still dating anymore, but he was just such a douche, and she was just the nicest person. Anyway, regardless. Um, who knows? They might even listen to the show. But regardless... It's the, it's the same thing. So the boyfriend, right, is stringing the girlfriend along, not not treating her like she's the long-term thing. He might have a couple of side chicks here and there, but he's not treating her like the long-term thing. He refuses to label it as, you know, my my serious girlfriend. This is just, this is just you know, my girl. He refuses to say girlfriend. This is the same thing. They, he likes having her around. She's great. He'll take her like out to get her in. around. Yeah, like let's, having some, let's have some funsies. He'll he'll pay up for the short term, but long term, mm, where's that engagement ring, pal? Put it on, bitch. Come on. Where's where's that engagement ring, buddy? It's girls the same like di- thing. Girls like diamonds, man. Diamonds. How seriously, like, how the fuck though have you not paid Le'Veon Bell? And and here's the thing. Payment diamonds. Fuck. He's gonna get. <laughs> give, give him something. So so what I what I've learned what I've learned with these NFL players is they all want. They all want the the guarantee that they're gonna have a contract going forward, and it's it, I mean, dude, it's it's the damn NFL. It's a dangerous sport. Everybody gets hurt a lot. Like who knows? And I get this from the NFL player standpoint. You can get hurt this year so bad that it could end your career, 
And then this $14.5 million that you made this year, you're not making anything else after this. All these guys are getting guaranteed deals now, deals now and everything. It's just, I get that from the NFL standpoint, but the teammates, his teammates aren't backing him up on this. It's the I dysfunction think, in Pittsburgh. It's They're not I, backing him up on this. I think the guaranteed deal is something that the NFL needs 100% because of the way the sport works, but owners are assholes and all they care about is their bottom line. With Le'Veon, I, how can you not 100% agree with them? And, and the fact that his offensive line, multiple members of that offensive line have come out and said, he's being selfish, he makes like $14 million more than I do, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, because you're a fat, lard offensive lineman. He's probably gotten his ass more money because he's made them look better. Yep. There's so he he's the kind of guy who he shakes and bakes tackles. He's he's his running skill is just so it's different from everybody else. He sits there. He offensive lineman, were you the number two overall pick in a fantasy football draft? No, I want to say no. Nope. I want to say absolutely not. I used he's to screw my season over by not showing up. Nope. Did you draft him? Number two, baby. <laughs> Last night, I had the opportunity to draft him. Didn't do it. I drafted his backup, though. I, I did draft his backup. I so grabbed I'm him okay. in that league. Dude, you want to know what happened to me today? What? Speaking of fantasy football, off track. You played Thrive Fantasy? Want some money? I, I did play some Thrive Fantasy. Not tonight, actually. I didn't do anything tonight. Uh, I'm waiting for my paycheck tomorrow. But anyway, so I'm in four fantasy football leagues, totally by accident. I meant to do two. Because I was like, I'm not going to do more than two this year. I can't focus on them. It sucks. So I had my main one at home with my buddies. And then I had my one at college. I guess somewhere along the line, I said yes to two other people. One of, them, one of them being our bosses at CLNS. Which I'm happy I'm there. But our boss, our great boss, John Zan, has asked me to do it. And he did tell me in the text message that it cost money because I asked him. Except I, for whatever reason, my brain just skipped over the, the number of what... Um, of what we're doing there. What did you drop? Um, something, something undisclosed. It's Ooh. something undisclosed. It's not much. It's not much. But I just, I just didn't realize it. So I picked this team last night. Kind of like at first, like doing it. I thinking, I, I was thinking it was like free. Nothing's free in life, there, Nikki Poo. Yeah, man, and I mean, it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. But like. I just I have spent so much more money on fantasy football than I ever anticipated this season. Ever anticipated the season. I'm in four leagues by accident. That's pretty it, bad. How do you do that by accident? I don't dude, get it. I, I don't know. Um all right, so back to it. So so Le'Veon Bell, I mean you, you I don't know how you can't be on I his think, side of this. He's he, this is is this his third year being franchise tag? This is his third and final I year, right? Think so. And it's the biggest be question franchise tag is bullshit. I don't like the, it at all as, as, no, as a fan. The biggest question to me now is does he show up before week ten? Because that's seriously being floated out there because in order to get the free agent status he wants next year, as long as he's there and plays by week ten and signs it. Week eleven. Well, yeah, but like week 10 is the latest he can hold out to. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He has to be playing week 11. So as long as he does that and the, the Steelers haven't revoked anything. So if he shows up, he's allowed to sign it and play, at least be on the team. So unless they revoke the franchise tag offer, he has the right to show up whenever he wants and sign it and then have the right to be a free agent next year. So we could not see Le'Veon Bell till week 11, which freaks me the fuck out because I drafted him to, to pair aside the Sean McCoy as my RB1, and I had a stacked team, and now I don't. 
But my selfishness aside, is he doing the right thing? Is he? Yeah. I thought I thought I thought you were going on with that. I thought you were No, I want that. you to answer my question. <laughs> I asked you a question. Yeah, he's got to hold out and like especially like with what you're seeing in the rest of the league with like people like Camille Mack, like Earl Thomas, who else has held out and got their money this year? Does I feel like so oh, OBJ. Like these people are all superstar status, right? They're all superstars in the NFL and they're all they all end up getting their money. So Le'Veon Bell seeing this, he's like, "Well, okay, well what about me?" Why aren't I getting my money? Well, the thing that's frustrating is, like, unlike the Steelers, like, look at Oakland. As much as they're idiots for not paying Khalil Mack, they realize they didn't want to pay him. They got some picks for him. They got a haul, right? If you're the Steelers, and you're not, like, Pittsburgh if you really won't don't do want, it. But I'm saying, if you don't want Le'Veon Bell, trade him. You know how many people will give up an arm and a leg to have that guy? He's 26 years old, Nick. Like, how many teams would give up an arm and a leg for a 26-year-old back who can do what he does? No, he's... One of the most unbelievable running backs that we've ever seen. He just is. The way he runs is just so different, and he's so successful. He leads the league in almost everything every year in regards to running backs. Even years when he's missing games because he's hurt. He is just so – he's just you, he's uncomparable to other people in the league. He just is. Yep. I, I fact, honestly the think – The fact that the Steelers aren't giving him the money is just it's, – it's flat out dumb on their part. If they're going to piss him off and force him to leave, especially – when your quarterback is getting old and probably doesn't have too many years left, so you need somebody to build your franchise around, you might lose Le'Veon Bell and Big Ben within the next two, three years. Even if you didn't want to within sign the next really, year, like twenty nineteen. Even if you didn't want to lose him like five, six years down the road for a contract, just tell sign him with Ben. Like keep him in line with Ben Roethlisberger. And then if you really because that if you don't want to win now, you're stupid. Because the Steelers aren't terrible, but now they're gonna be. Um, you know his backup Connor. Without, without, I mean, without Bell, you suck. You suck. Like, your running back, Connors, is a decent backup. He'll get his touches. He's good out of the backfield. But Le'Veon Bell is the reason why that team was anywhere close to the Patriots. Selfishly, as a Patriots fan, this is great news because now the Steel- you don't have to worry about the Steelers as long as Le'Veon Bell doesn't show up because that's, that's, one other, that, that's one other team out the door. So I, there's multiple reasons here for why you do or do not want him to show up. Now, the, I think it's more likely he shows up after week one than waits till week 11. Um, I personally think he's looking at this week one and going, you know what? It's the Browns. We're good. That's I'm going to make, I'm going to make a point. This, this is a built in bye week. I got to make a point here. I'm going to miss a game of the regular season. They're going to move on without me. We might win anyway. It's fine. I'll come back next week. I'm thinking that's more of what this is happening, but we'll only time will tell after week one. If the, if the Browns actually had a head coach, it, it, they would actually be like a legitimate team. Dude, they might win seven games with him at head coach. Yeah, which which shows you what they could win without him. They might they might be a they might be a good old fashioned two digit win team. Double without Hugh Jackson. Wildcat team. He's he's such, that guy. That guy is a schmuck. Did you see his, Did you see the hard knock scene when he was telling Baker Mayfield that he was the backup quarterback? So awkward. Like you're telling this dude he did everything right. You're awesome. You did everything right. You're going to have a bright future. You have a future in this league. This is going to be your job for a very long time. But you're the backup. Like what? I mean, I, I don't disagree with the call, but I want to oh, see Baker like, as a starter at some point this year. Yeah, I mean, he will be because eventually they'll start losing because he's a terrible coach. And then they'll go, well, we got Baker Mayfield in the back. Tyrod Taylor are useless because we don't care about winning at this point. Mayfield, go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's 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 shift over. TB12 epilogue. 
So Tom versus Time uh, series last week. I wrote I wrote a blog on this at CouchGuysSports.com. Tom versus Time, the epilogue came out today, and I think it was only announced yesterday, right, that it was dropping today. And they did like a brief trailer yesterday, and we're all like, "Wait, what the fuck? I thought this was over." Yeah, because because Brady said I, Brady at some point was like, "Yeah, I know we're not doing this again." And well, then yeah, he dropped after, after the epilogue. last episode. I was like, "Yeah, we did it. It's done. Obviously, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but it's done." Can you can you tell me? Are you a book guy? Do you know what's an epilogue? An epilogue is that the thing in the like, beginning? It no, it's the post. Oh, it's, it's after. Like, it's like it's like think about this way: like if a story ends, are you a Harry Potter guy? Yeah, I mean, I didn't read the books. <laughs> okay, but like at the end of the Harry Potter, I didn't either, but I know this is there. At the end of the Harry Potter books, there's an epilogue. Fast forwarded to when they are all adults and their kids are going off to Hogwarts. Like the epilogue is like in the distance. Okay. All right, well, thanks for telling dummies like me. Uh, Epil- just, epilogues for dummies. Dude, not not a book guy. Not a book guy. You don't scream. You don't teach me as a book guy. You don't scream. Not, like, not a big I, book. I, you, know what, you know what? Low-key, I love biographies. I've read, like, every Red Sox biography there is. You know what right, the uh, book you should read? September 18. September 1918. War Plague in the World Series. Shut the fuck up. We're having uh, his author on Red Sox Beat. CLNS this week. Okay, then I guess I won't tell you to shut the fuck up. But shut well, the fuck plug, up. Man. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Go read a play Thrive Fantasy. Which one would you rather do? Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. All right. Let's talk about Tom Brady talking about wanting to play since 45 still. Thrive Fantasy. That is called subliminal messaging. Thrive, 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 thrive. Producer Patty P plays Thrive Fantasy. Thrive, 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 thrive. All right. Tom Brady. TV 12 epilogue, Tom vs. Time epilogue drops today. Uh, I, I know you didn't you didn't watch it, right? I've gotten hits and miss. I haven't watched it from beginning to end because I've I seen, have a day job a and I just didn't have time. I watched it on lunch today. Five minutes, dude. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So, uh, Tom versus Time. Uh, again, really big series from last year. And they went over the offseason. So, we talked about it all offseason. We, they they talked about the entire offseason. We talked about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick all offseason. You know, what the relationship is like. Why isn't Tom showing up to OTAs? Uh, is he really going to play until he's 45? Because he seems like he doesn't like it much anymore. He touched on all three of those questions. So I'll go to the least important one, I guess, first. So he talks about – actually, no, they're all kind of important. So he talks about how he hasn't liked playing football over the past few years, and he kind of puts the blame on himself because he says it's part of his attitude. And then they showed a clip. They went over to a clip and just said and just showed him like yelling at Julian Edelman when they were doing the the thing versus Tom versus time last year when he was just like when he was yelling at him like, oh, this doesn't win championships. And he's getting all pissy and everything. And he, he just talks about not enjoying football anymore which obviously correlates to a strained relationships and b him lasting another five years in the NFL. So he talks about that and then he kind of dives into strained relationships, right? And starts talking about ebbs and flows with relationships of people. He says that you go through these ebbs and flows and a lot of the hype that was built around it was obviously just media stuff, which, and I wrote this in the blog. It obviously was just a lot of media stuff, right? We have a job, right? Like it's our job to perk to hype it up. You hear, you hear hype of everything because what are we going to talk about? We were talking about this and hyping it up during the Celtics and Bruins playoff runs. Like this is what we were talking about. 
because it was a story. Because, because we, we well, don't have the details. Well, we, all we can do is speculate. That's well, all we can do this, is speculate. And, and until then, we were even wondering what the hell, when, when's the end coming, right? No one had any clue. And that was the first hint of like a crack. So everyone tried to like break through it. Everybody wanted to see because it's what, what he's doing right now. It's not something that you see too often. He shouldn't or, be doing or it. Ever. That's the thing. He, he shouldn't yeah, be doing he it. He shouldn't be doing it at all. So obviously we're all we're all speculating like what, how long is this actually going to go? The rest of the media is speculating how long is this going to go? How's the relationship with Bill? We hear this rumor, we hear that rumor. We hear a rumor, we're going to talk about it and then it's up to us with based on what we have for information, it's up to us to decide whether or not we buy that rumor. And for the most part with the Bill Belichick thing, I think it was such a believable rumor that we bought into it. And then they start playing Clips from the radio, from TV, of people, you know, asking Bill, Lou Maloney specifically asking Bill about the relationship with Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero. And, I mean, Tom kind of Tom kind of nipped it in the butt to me right ahead of the, right before the season, which I kind of love. He was just like, it was all, me, it, a lot of it was media hype. It's people need something to watch and talk about. That's what it was, because as soon as something happened with Guerrero, it was, uh, oh, we, that's a story and the Patriots are still good. And they'll probably go back to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about Tom Brady in Guerrero because that's the story. And that was it. And that, and that's what the story's been all summer. And then when he stopped showing up to OTAs, it was a Guerrero thing. And when he stopped showing up to everything that wasn't mandatory, it was a Guerrero thing. Little behold, we find out in this epilogue that it really wasn't a Guerrero thing. No, yeah. So he talks about missing the OTAs. And he it, realistically, he, he brought it back to his kids. And he just – he said – that it's not fair from August to January, if you're really dedicated to football, that you're going to be you, – he can't focus on being a dad to them. He's going to have to be Tom Brady, the Patriots quarterback. And he said it's not fair to just to have that open time from February to July and not give it to them. So that's why he missed OTAs. And he, he kind of – he like he does not know. He was like, I just don't give a shit, any, a shit anymore. Talking about like what people say, how people judge him and everything. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He's going to do what he wants to do, which, I mean, it's 2018. We've been watching the guy now for 18 years. That's his prerogative. The guy's brought so much. He can he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yep. Amen. I think every fan should not be upset with that. I don't think anybody I, should be I pissed. Think fans, I think fans could be upset with, with him not being there to work out in the OTAs. I think they can. They I, have the right to be, but he also yeah. has the right, and I think we can believe him when he says, you know what, I'm older, man. I have a lot left. I want to spend time with my kids too. He's 41 years old. He's 41 years old. You're not going to get better and be a better quarterback or be even maintain the, the quarterback status that you had if you're not there. Can I tell you this too? I, I really believe that this ties so right into the contract because when you, when you look at this as a whole, some of this stuff was filmed beginning of August, right? So this contract news came out. Yeah. Yeah, because the Lou Maloney audio is from like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, so a lot of this stuff is right around when his contract was announced. Patriots are being cautious with this. He says, which means if he says this in the right in the documentary, I want to play till I'm 45, but it's going to be hard. But I'm going to try my best. I One, it gives him an out. Sorry, oh, you drunk. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it it gives him an out, right? Yeah. To if he if he doesn't make it to 45, he can say, well, you know what? I said it was going to be difficult. I couldn't do it, but he wants to play that long still. But now you look at it as a, I'm sure he told the Patriots the same thing before the oh, video you, came oh, out. Oh, you jumped right to the age conversation. Okay. 
Like, there's a lot. The, the thing with this whole epilogue is, uh, it's a giant fuck you. It's a leave me alone. I'm doing my shit. I'm hanging out with my kids. I'm going to show up, do this my way for the end of my career. If you don't like it, you should have traded me, but now you're stuck with me even if you don't want me, Bill. This is a giant F you to Bill, in my opinion. Uh, I don't I don't think it I think it was just kind of explaining everything. And and you just mentioned the age thing. He did leave it open. He did leave it open. I wrote that so in the blog too. So, so he said he wants to play 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. But he admits that it's gonna be hard. He thinks he can do it, but just like you said, if it comes to age forty three and he doesn't want to do it anymore, it gets too hard. He can be like, guys, in the Tom Tom versus Time epilogue in two thousand eighteen, I said, I don't know if I can do it. I said it's hard. He said he thinks he can do it, but it's going to be hard. Guess what? He couldn't do it. He left. He left himself that escape goat. That that scapegoat. Not it's scapegoat. That scapegoat. <laughs> we got to go to escaping. Right, got him. It's escape. It's it's like escape. It's spelt like escape. Escape. It's an escape goat. <laughs> Somebody get him back in the pen. <laughs> Rod. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So TB12 epilogue. It was sweet. I didn't know your, didn't know your voice can go that high. Uh, I, I low-key have a wide range of voices. You suck my ass. All right. Uh, finally, the big conversation of the week has got a bunch of uh, angry white people up in arms right now. It is the Colin Kaepernick announcement. So Nike announced that Colin Kaepernick is going to be the new face of their 30th year uh, commemoration campaign that they're doing. And the slogan is believe in something. Actually, you know what? Honestly, pretty badass slogan. I'm not going to lie. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Because you look back at what Colin Kaepernick did, and I know he did. A, so here's my, here's my take with Colin Kaepernick. I'll, I'll just jump right into that because we haven't talked Hit about me. this in a while on the podcast. Hit me. My, take, my take on Colin Kaepernick is that, yeah, he did a lot. Of, he's done a lot of shitty things like wear the socks with the pigs on them. He's done a lot of shitty things like kind of allude to Fidel Castro being a good leader. Or you know, I, I heard he's, he's just done he's done a lot of shitty things in regards to like just just it looks bad. It's a bad look. And he makes it seem like he legitimately hates police when in reality and with him kneeling, the whole thing started. I'm not going to go into this, but the whole thing started with him kneeling during the national anthem. OK, in my opinion. And I, I was going to say, and this is only my opinion, but honestly, I don't give a damn either way. Like, just this is this is what I think and this is what I believe. I don't think he was kneeling to disrespect the flag. He knelt at that time to say, hey, guys, there's something going on. We need to have a conversation about it. Of course he was. How is they were it? Idiots. People are saying it's disrespectful to kneel during the national anthem. It's pretty also fucking disrespectful for police officers to shoot unarmed black children, black men, yep. black women. It's that's also disrespectful. And I'm not saying, and I support the police 100%. I support the police 100%. Don't take this wrong, but there are just like, there aren't all, all good certain types of people. There, there are some cops that are bad people that slip through the cracks. That's just a fact. There's like there's there's certain people in every job, every race, every ethnicity that are bad people. But that doesn't label the entire group bad. The president doesn't help either. The president also doesn't help. He's he's divisive. So I understand what Kaepernick was doing because it was just bringing attention to something that he believed in. And I know there are a lot of people who are like, oh, what about the veterans? 
but it's just such a, such a divisive thing that it's like you either are for Kaepernick or against Kaepernick. Like, I feel like I'm in the middle. Like, I see it from both sides, but because I even say I'm remotely, I remotely agree with what Kaepernick is doing in regards or did in regards to kneeling and protesting, just because I even slightly say that I believe in that or I, I, I'm with him on that, even slightly, that means in the eyes of people all the way to the to the one side who say it's disrespectful, to me, I'm all the way on Kaepernick's side now. I think most people are, to be 100% honest. When, when you look at the Kaepernick situation, the slogan says it all. He gave up a football career. He's never going to play in the NFL again. And, and, I, he, and he could. And I, I think it's a shame that you won't, he, he won't play in the NFL again. No, um, I'm, saying, I'm saying his talent, he could. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He could be a star on 99% of the teams in the league because the quarterback still is a problem in this league. But when you look at what he did, he believed in something so wrong. He gave up the career for it. He gave up his football career for it. And look, in the right system, he works. He led these 49ers to, uh, to a championship game, right? Like, he, he was a good quarterback. But he believed in something bigger than that. And now he has Nike behind him. Bravo to Nike for standing behind him, bringing in other athletes to support him. There's supposed to be an ad that's going to be televised live during the opener tomorrow night during the NFL game or tonight as you're listening to this, as, it, as it's posted. It's up on Twitter already. I watched it. It's very powerful, Nick. You need to go watch it if you haven't already. I already, and, yeah, I've already seen it. And it's something where I love what he's doing. And, I mean, he's getting paid. Norman, I like to do it. Like, he's getting paid like he's already. He's, get, he's getting big money because this whole thing is Nike just re-upped his deal. That's yeah. what this whole thing is because he was obviously getting paid. He was he was a sponsor because when Nike signed him to a contract, he was an NFL quarterback. So he was already signed with Nike. Now Nike just re-upped his deal. But, but paid more. he's getting paid like a top-tier NFL athlete as a spokesman. And and you know what? Well, we're saying all this and we're just talking about all this politics right now. And I'm sure there's going to be people who disagree with me. And it's whatever. Like, if you want to get pissy with me about it, like, talk to me about it. Chirp me, do whatever you want. My DMs are open, baby. My phone number, my phone's open. If you got my phone number, my DMs are open. Hit me up, attack me. I don't give a damn. But I can I can tweet out his phone number if we want. Uh, don't do that. But but so going back to it, the, you know the main conversation aside from the politics is Nike makes this announcement and then all of a sudden all these angry <laughs> all these angry white people. For people who don't know, I'm white. Jared's white. Pat's white. All these angry white people, and I have no idea where Pat stands on this. To be, I have no idea. I've, I've never actually. I don't think I've ever spoken to Pat about this. And he's got no mic tonight, so he also doesn't have a mic. Um, but, but, so all these angry white people start burning their shoes, burning their, burning their apparel, <laughs> and first of all, like. Good job, you morons. You burned your shoes. First of all, these veterans that you owe so claim to, to love and respect so much, you know, there's uh, the a majority, a lot of the homeless population are homeless veterans, so I don't know why you didn't give those shoes to them, you idiots. Uh, second of all, burning your shoes, I always thought burning shit was so dumb. Like, burning a flag is symbolic, I guess, in other countries. It's really angry. It's really hateful. But burning, like, your shoes and burning jerseys, you're not doing anything. Like you think you think these athletes see this and they're like, oh no, oh no, oh baby, I just got paid a top tier deal to leave and burn my jersey. And these guys are burning their shoes. I saw so many gifts of people like like Dave Chappelle like wiping his his tears with with piles of money. Like Nike, like you think this is gonna affect Nike too much? You already paid Nike. 
You already you did. Nike already has the money, you morons. They're your shoes. You're doing. Did you see the guy who burned them with on? Like the dude left his shoes on and burned them <laughs> while they're on his fucking feet. Like I don't get the phenomenon about burning anything. And then, like, like oh yeah, let's burn this. Let's burn that. Let's burn. Uh, let's burn LeBron James jersey again when he leaves Cleveland. Oh my god, guys, it does nothing. It's burning a hole in your own wallet because it's your money you just wasted. And I guarantee you, your money's a lot more valuable per dollar and more like you keep it a lot more close to your heart than some of these corporations and, and athletes do. They drop millions of dollars at a time. We count singles still because we're all broke. <laughs> and then Burn- yesterday, and then yesterday, everybody starts talking about all the people who think that they're actually doing something. Start retweeting and talking about how like, oh, Nike's stock went down. Buddy, uh, yesterday, everybody's stock went down. Nike, Reebok, Adidas. It wasn't just Nike. Everybody's stock went down. It's part of what happens. It's just the Dow, bitch. It goes up and down every day. It's just the first time you looked at it. And guess what happened today? Nike stock went up. Up, 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 up. Nike stock went up. So it's not like you guys, and I know Pat is heavily endowed in the stock, so I wish he had a microphone on. But just... I get symbolically what you're doing, but it's just stupid. It's just so dumb. Like, okay, if you are if you're actually that mad over Nike showing Colin Kaepernick as their spokesperson, essentially, then just don't wear the clothes. That's it. Just don't wear the clothes. Yep. And if 100%. you're for it, wear the clothes. That's all you have to do. You burning your shoes does the same thing as not wearing clothes. Nike doesn't give a damn. Well, you know what this is gonna do for Nike? everybody's talking about Nike. I don't think Nike really needed the help, but everybody is talking about Nike right now. And let's be fair. I'm not going to stop wearing Nike because of it. I swear by Nike's clothes. I swear by Nike's sneakers. I'm not going to sit here and stop wearing Nike because Colin Kaepernick is a spokesperson. Now, Grant, I'm in favor of what he's doing, so obviously it doesn't really make my opinion that valuable. But if you wear Nike, if you have all these, if your closet's full of Nike, don't just go burn your wardrobe because some dude with an afro is now a, spon- a, a public sponsor of Nike. Get over it. He's believing in what he believes in. Nike believes in him. And I think it's the right thing. He should be on an NFL team, and he's not going to again because these NFL owners are scared. You know my favorite part about this whole Kaepernick thing is, and it's, it's really been like this for the past, like, two years? It's froze back in life. His fro- his First of all, Kaepernick, fire Afro. Fire Afro. But no, number two is, it's really, he, other than kneeling, He's disappeared for a while. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't really said anything. But he just keeps popping back up in conversation because what he did was so divisive and so polarizing that it just keeps on coming up in conversation. The president keeps talking about it. It just keeps on coming back up and back up. And this commercial that came out today that's going to air ahead of the NFL's kickoff tomorrow night, that was the first time that we heard Kaepernick speak in a long time. Well, think about time. Think about how long it's been, right? He was the scapegoat for all of this because he started it. Look how many players were kneeling every week next to him or alongside across the league. Everybody else still has a job. Everybody else is still playing in the NFL. He's the, he's been the scapegoat for all of this to make a the owners are trying to make a point here by not letting him back in the league. He's in court for this now because they didn't want to drop it. The courts didn't drop it, so he's fighting the owners and legally to prove that he's being blackballed, which I think he is. Now he's going to prove it. But he's the only one out of all these guys who are not on a team because of this. And half the league is also a part of this. 
it's it's close to half the league. Yeah, I was I was going to try to dispute that, but and now it's, what happens? Gonna, to what happens now when this Nike thing is now more public? He's a spokesman. All these other athletes are in support of him. What are, what are owners going to do? OBJ is part of this commercial. Is mentioned as a spokesman. He supports him. What are the Giants going to do? Not not have a, they're, they're going to take his contract back? They just paid OBJ. No, you can't, and you can't do that with him. It's what it's going to do is it's going to make. I'm interested to see how many people kneel this week. Because this is, for a while, until the president talks about it again, this conversation kind of died down. But it's this kind of re-sparked it. This kind of brought it back up. I would love to see some teammates, of old teammates of his, some NFL players kneel this weekend. Because, one, because of the new rules in place, and I want to see how they handle it, the league. And two, because this whole thing is not coming back into light, thanks to Nike. And, by the way, guys, if you don't remember, Nike now makes the NFL uniforms. So... Kinda and Nike, Nike also makes NBA too, right? They do. So, so, so that's my thing. I don't want to see. I don't want to see any of these people who are burning shit. And I know some pretty big NBA fans who are burning, or not burning shit, but like really speaking out against this and saying that they're never going to buy Nike again. All right, that's fine. Then don't watch the NBA. Don't watch the NFL because by watching that, you're supporting Nike. You're putting money in Nike's pockets because all of the clothing on that court, it's Nike. Yep. So that's your choice. That's your prerogative. You do you. But I just I wish more people would see Colin Kaepernick's actions as fighting for an, a legitimate good cause because this has people talking. Nobody it's divisive. It's divisive for sure, but it's getting people talking. That was probably the most serious podcast that we've ever done. Fuck you, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Dude, I'm a, I'm a little gassed from being actual serious. <laughs> it's weird. I don't like it. Neither do I. We'll go. We'll get back to it next week. Thrive fantasy. 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 Producer Patty P plays Thrive fantasy. Thrive fantasy. Thrive fantasy. Thrive fantasy. Okay. Couch Guys Sports Solution Podcast episode 74 in the books. Guys, we've talked about Thrive Fantasy a million times tonight. A million times tonight. Go to CouchGuysSports.com. Click on the image at our home screen or go to the bottom of our blogs. Click on the link there. Sign up. Deposit $10. And by depositing $10, they will match your $10. And you're helping support Couch Guys Sports too when you do that. Follow us on everything at Couch Guys Sports. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow the Loose Change Podcast on Twitter at Loose Change Pod. You can also catch the podcast at CLNS Media. Dot com. Go buy some merch. We got the Mookie Bird, Mookie, the Mookie, Mookie Bets Birds. Shirt. Mookie Birds. We got the Mookie Bets shirt in the store. It's time to party. Buy that before the playoffs. They just finished a sweep of the Atlanta Braves today. So, uh, so uh, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Guys, you guys, Sports Exchange Podcast, episode 74 in the books. We'll talk to you next week for episode 75.